All right, welcome back onto the show, and we are going to get to some more trades. Um, we're going to talk about kind of the Western Conference and how they reacted to the Kevin Durant trade, brought, bringing in a lot of talent. Let's talk about the Lakers first. They actually did this before the Kevin Durant trade, but they actually rolled out Russell Westbrook to the Utah Jazz. And they brought in a lot of different pieces. They brought in D'Angelo Russell from the Timberwolves. They brought in Jared Vanderbilt. They also brought in Malik Beasley. Yep. And um, it was an interesting three-way trade. Um, the Lakers, there's a lot of a lot of buzz about this three-way trade. A lot of people really liked it. They only had to give up one of their uh, two future first-round picks, that 2027 first-rounder that went to um, Utah. And it's actually top three protected, which is nice for them. But um, really big trade for LA. Yeah. Really big trade. What did you think of it, Drew? Yeah. So I think you know, watching all you know the the ESPN takes and and whatnot, I think a lot of analysts and a lot of you know just people in general were like, the Lakers got to do something. The Lakers, you know, yeah. Russ, yep. Russ isn't helping. You know, yeah. there's problems between him. You talked about Trey Young. You know, Russ was another yeah. player that you saw problems. Oh, yeah. you another saw... another cancer. Yeah. Another cancer. Yeah. And and that was, you know, hurting that locker room, you know, big time. And and Russ is mm-hmm. you know, he's getting older, but he, he was still a good player. He had his moments and you yeah, know, he's just sure. he just didn't fit. Right. You saw mm-hmm. like a dominant mm-hmm. ball handler when yeah. you already have LeBron. And LeBron's not like a dominant ball handler by any means, but but you know, Russ, you know, when he was on the floor was, was just trying to do too much. Yeah. And so I think getting a guy like D'Angelo Russell, who was on the team, it was another guy who, who had been on the Lakers, you know, um, before moving on and now he's back. I think he just fits so much better into that system. He's a guy yeah. who's not going to demand the ball. He's, he's a good ball handler. He can shoot, but you know, just let LeBron control that offense. Let LeBron and AD kind of dictate, and and this is like where you see like the attention on those guys. Now you have Russell who can spread the floor, who can shoot, he can pass, he's unselfish. Mm-hmm. And yep. and even Vanderbilt, really young, really, really good player, great potential. And you know, overall I, I think the Lakers definitely got better from this. I think it's given them kind of a new life. And I think this is a scary team if they were to, you know, sneak into the to the play-in or, or even the top eight seats. So, yeah, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. Getting a guy like Jared Vanderbilt, again, he's one of those three and D guys. He's not the best shooter in the world, really more of a defensive monster, but the guy's unselfish. He's a connector. And this is the guy that everybody loves the Lakers getting. And I'm 100% agreeing because this guy was a huge piece for the Minnesota Timberwolves last year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, absolutely huge. He was part of the Rudy Gobert trade and went to Utah. But um, this guy, really good player, connects, just connects the floor all around. And I absolutely love him. And in his first game, the guy looked great. Yeah. Absolutely great. He was just making plays. Uh, He's just great player really fun to watch i like him a lot yeah getting some other guys that was more to get shooting um d'angelo russell great shooter he's been shooting the lights out 
Uh, there's, I mean, I don't love D'Angelo. Like, mm-hmm. I, he's not a good defender at all, mm-hmm. and it can really hurt on occasion. But he's a great offense player, great shooter, and I like what you said. Like, he can pass, he can make smart decisions. But there's other times where he'll be running and pick and rolls and be throwing it way over people's heads. Yeah. You have no idea where the passes are going. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's just times where it, it doesn't seem like, he's there and he's like oh it's d-low time yeah. go ice my yeah, yeah. it's like eh, and you know like yeah and, and i think about it this way like you mentioned vanderbilt being a great defensive player i think about mm-hmm. it in terms of like d'angelo russell versus russell westbrook you know you talk about turnovers both the guys turn it over russell westbrook yeah. had his fair share of, of turnovers he, oh yeah you know 100 yeah. percent and and, yeah, 100%. And, and so like that's kind of how i see this trade is like you get you trade away Russ, who is coming off the bench, and and he'd have productive minutes here and there, right? And mm-hmm. but you're getting D'Angelo Russell, who is a little more unselfish, I think. Yeah, and yeah. I think even yeah. even watching the Timberwolves games, um, you know he he could dish it out, and and here and there he'll make bad passes, right? Especially with AD. Now you're looking like he came from a team with with Cat, who's been hurt a lot, but Rudy Gobert. And, and some of those guys who – but now you have AD who's, like, who can work in the pick and roll but also can shoot the mid-range. And mm-hmm. you have guys on the team. And, and it kind of just allows LeBron to take over that that yeah. offense when he's playing. When he played with Russ, it was kind of – when I was watching, yeah. it was like, this is Russ's offense. And that's not yeah. – this is not mm-hmm. how that team is supposed to, you know, operate. So Yeah, no, Russ isn't a good piece to kind of um... – like connect the offense yeah. like talking about Vanderbilt as a connector like Russ he's just not yeah exactly you know, like the ball's going to be in his hands all the time for him to be valuable yeah and that credit to KD like in Oklahoma City yeah like right and making it work and I get it Russell was a lot better than a lot better because he could shoot a little bit and stuff like that he was just better player but like that team was good for a long time, mm-hmm. you know? And that just shows you just how good Kevin Durant oh, yeah. was and still is. And that's why before he got traded to Phoenix, I was like, oh, this Brooklyn team could work. Yeah. You know, he's good enough. Yeah. He's one of those best players. Yeah. And that's why the Suns are now so scary. Yeah, right. But getting back to the Lakers, like adding guys like D'Angelo – and uh, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, it's just great value mm-hmm. to add those role players because now you're turning back into that bubble team right. that won the championship. And, and, you know, it's getting those guys back. Yeah, it's and, huge. and even, you know, the first trade, you know, you look back, you know, a few weeks ago even when they got Rui Hachimura, and he's mm-hmm. a great role that player. That was a big trade. Right? And, yeah. and he's been and he's been a solid, road, you know, role player. He's He's been starting – Adds more scoring too, yeah, which is right, huge, and you know? and that's a guy that I also like. So I think to all the critics and and like myself even was like watching all these Lakers games. They have the big names. They're in the big city, and and I think that they've you know kind of been born again, right? They have a new, yeah. Yeah. completely new team. They didn't wait till the off season to do it. They yeah. didn't, you know, that's what you've seen mm-hmm. out of this team is like they want to make moves in the offseason, but they were very active at the deadline. And I think yeah. there's, you know, if they if they make in the plan and which I, I think they do. And if even if they, 
you know, this is less likely, but if they make it into that top eight seed, and I think that's a scary team to play against now. Yeah, yes, yeah. very much so. I agree with that very much so. Um, yeah, no, let's get to uh, somebody else. Let's get to the other L.A. team. Let's talk about the Clippers. They also made a decent amount of moves. Um, one of them was getting Eric Gordon in a three-team trade. They um, sent out Luke Kennard and John Wall in that one. They sent out a lot of guys um, off the top of my head. Let's see. Luke Kennard and John Wall were, like, the main ones. Um, they also – Reggie Jackson mm -hmm. was one that they sent off to um, Charlotte. And Jackson actually got bought out and went to the Nuggets, yeah. which would be kind of funny because uh, they also brought in – Clippers brought in Bones Highland from the Nuggets, yeah. which is kind of funny. Yeah. Jackson went there. Um, and the Nuggets have been that uh, Achilles heel for the Clippers, yeah. which is great. Yeah. That's why I like I like what Jackson did going to Denver. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of funny yeah. for me. Um, they brought in a decent amount of guys. They got Eric Gordon, Bones Highland, and then they also brought in Mason Plumley uh, from Charlotte. And I like what they did. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. Um, they just didn't love what they had at the point guard position, mm -hmm. so they were like, "Eh, we're just gonna trade all." Of them. Yeah, you know, it, it kind of funny. But um, yeah, what do you think about it? Yeah, so I think like Eric Gordon was an interesting name to see because you saw him on the Rockets and you've seen him throughout his career. You know, the Rockets aren't a good team. Like we know no. that, and and he was doing a lot in Houston. He's not going to mm -hmm. be, you know, they're not going to expect that out of him, right? But he's he's the guy who can handle the ball at times. He can shoot the ball, and he's a big body. He can switch. You know, he's not the tallest guy in the world, but he's he can play defense for you. And I think that the Clippers aren't necessarily worried on the defensive end, but I think he adds, like, kind of that overall, like, you know, not missing piece, but like definitely a great addition to a team that's already centered around Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who have struggled at times um, this mm -hmm. year. Um, but adding kind of a, again, I like the word experience because Eric Gordon's yeah. been around for a while, and and they kind of no, he's a he's a playoff experienced guy, experienced veteran, and um. You know, I think it's an I think it's a little bit of an upgrade from Luke Kennard. Yeah. I like Luke Kennard a lot. Great shooter, um, former Piston. But um, you know, like I feel like Eric Gordon's just a better fit for the team overall because I think they're similar volume of shooter, yeah. like percentage wise. And then Eric Gordon's a better defender. Yeah. And those guys are valuable. And this is just the Eric Gordon that we know, like playoff Eric Gordon. We don't know if this is the one you're actually getting, but um, because he's been in Houston for so long right. and points, injuries, and stuff like that. But um, overall, I like the addition of Eric Gordon, and I think it's going to be valuable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like he's just a really – he's one of those guys that can connect offenses – and he's another he's another one of those guys for the stars to rely on. Yeah. You know? Like Kawhi he'll he'll see a lot of doubles from the mid range, mm -hmm. especially with the way he's been playing. He's been playing so much better recently. Yeah. Which is scary for a lot of teams in the league. But adding another guy like Eric Gordon to just be a role player and play off him, I think that will help a lot. Yeah, for sure. And then and then another like underlying piece of trade, um uh, a guy that they got, Plumley. They're not gonna Plumlee. you know, they mm -hmm. you see Zubach on that team. 
Um, yeah. He's he's their main big, and he they don't expect much out of those guys because they know their role. You know, it's a role player yeah. for a reason. They're they're there to to kind of get rebounds, um, pick and roll when needs, space the floor. You know, Plumlee can't shoot that well, but Plumlee's not a no, shooter at no. all. No, and, and that's but, that's the one part yeah. of his game that might hurt. But Zubac isn't you know a great shooter by any means either. So they kind of have a system yeah. built around those bigs where they don't need them to space the floor all that much. Yeah, no, the nice part about Plumlee is he adds a playmaking element that a lot of bigs don't. Like, he, he can come in and really – he's one of the more gifted passers, and he's he's a connector, yeah. you know? So what they what a lot of teams like to do with bigs like that is they'll have him screen a roll, they'll hit him in the post, and then people back cut off that. Yeah. And they have a lot of great, great cutters on the team. Terrence Mann's an excellent cutter, like – they got guys that can that know. Okay, we got a back cut yeah. now, you know. Right. And Plumlee's going to be good enough where he can hit them. And I think that's going to be a big piece off the bench. He's a fantastic offensive center. Um, defensively, he's okay. Like he can provide you some rim protection and some not. But the main reason I think they got him is Zubac is starting to wear down a little bit. Yeah. They've been playing him a lot of minutes, and they lost Isaiah Hardenstein. It was either a year or two ago. I'm not positive mm-hmm. there, but. Like that loss has shown to be big. So um, adding another center like that, and I think it's big, you know. And the small lineups they work here and there that the Clippers used like to run, but um, I think it's huge to have those centers mm-hmm. available in case you need them, especially with. Um, I mean, you're seeing the centers become more and more valuable. Right. Like you got Jokic. Right. you know and so you need like some options in order to do stuff with them and if you're the clippers that's the team you're looking at because you know it's your achilles heel. yeah and so, i i completely know. agree and then um one of the the last guys they got was bones highland and and they gave up two seconds for him um you mm-hmm. and i were talking before about him and and yeah. you know he's kind of he's still raw he's still young um mm-hmm. and he's gonna he's very good score he, yeah very good score yeah and he's gonna they're not gonna get 20 points a game out of him they're not gonna get 15 but they're gonna get a solid piece and and giving up two seconds i think is is i think is good for both teams i mean the the nuggets get two seconds and i yeah and they they already have their foundation right bone thailand yeah. is not an x factor in denver he's not gonna be in la but he's another yeah. guy that can just like provide depth he's you know he he can he can do a lot so yeah no i i agree with that i i don't mind bones highland i think he's a cool piece off your bench that can run your offense and do stuff like that and if the clippers are struggling with ball handling you can bring him in but he's gonna be very difficult to play in the playoffs in my opinion He's just can't defend. He can't defend a rock, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's really bad. It's really bad. And if I'm the Clippers, it's just like, yes, I like the acquisition, and yes, you need a point guard, but is this guy the right guy? Right. Like, I don't know, you well, know? And um, I know there was a lot of talk in in the deadline that they were really going after Fred Van Vliet hard, and that would have been an amazing pickup because that guy – he would have fit right in with this team, added a lot more shooting, and just been a really great impact guy. And again, like 
not the best defender in the world, but he's a guy that plays mm-hmm. on the defense. Right. Like he's played in Toronto, you know? And with Bones, it's just like he's not he's not a guy that can go out there and play good defense. And to me what worries what worries me and what I've heard a lot, especially from the podcasts I listen to, is like if you can not if you don't can't play with Nikola Jokic, how can you play with anybody? Yeah. You know, and it's like it's just and it's a it's different hard. it's a different system and it's kind of one of those things it's like you didn't give up a lot for him, right? Two seconds, mm-hmm. it's not super valuable. Um so it's kinda of, to me it's like it's a piece that like after the season's over, whatever ends up happening, it's like it, they're not gonna regret it either way, right? It's kinda of just like we'll see where this takes us. Even if like you were saying, yeah. even if it's like he doesn't play in the playoffs. You know, yeah, it, it might but, it might be a thing where it's like he he's in the regular season. Yeah. You kind of see where he's at, and then you know go from there. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying there, but if I'm the Clippers, I'm like, we're running out of time. Yeah, like you know, Kawhi, Kawhi's like day to day all the time. He's dealing with injuries. Like we saw him at the beginning of the year. That was not Kawhi. Mm-hmm. He couldn't move well. You know, yeah. now he looks great, which is awesome. But, like, Kawhi's definitely been dealing with something throughout his whole career. And people can knock him for load managing and stuff. But I 100% feel him because, like, it's definitely some chronic issue that he's dealing with. And he just doesn't want to disclose. Mm -hmm. Like, this is definitely a problem. And that's why he load manages. And I think we saw it at the beginning of the year. But he looks unbelievable now. So I... I credit him. And, like, Paul George, he's getting older and older as the days go on. And these guys, they're known for their offense and their defense. Like, they're known to be great defense. But as you get older, your defense starts to deteriorate and fall. Right. Yeah, I I agree. So it's just like like if your best players are starting to get worse and worse and worse, it's like how are you, you know, like you've got to start winning. Yeah. You know, you can't can't deal with these years off. you got to. Yeah. And that's that's my take. Yeah, there. and and they're a four seed right now. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're five currently five games over five hundred, and yeah, it's it's. I mean, the one part I like about it is it brings in more offense, you know, and that's what you need because the last time I looked at the ratings, the, the Clippers were like second in defensive rating, but twenty mm-hmm. sixth in offense. Yeah, and so like you need offense, right. so it makes sense. Um, but I just don't know, like. It's going to be very difficult for him to play near the end of games. Yeah. And right now they don't have a point guard. So it's like, are you really going to trust Terrence Mann with the ball at the end of the game? Yeah. Especially, I know that I know they're different conferences, but especially like if a guy like Drew Holiday's on you or if a guy like Dylan Brooks is on you, yeah. Dylan Brooks is in their conference. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it's, it's hard to find these, find a point guard that can do that. Yeah. And Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet would have been absolutely perfect. Yeah. And I and- would have like, I would have maybe had the Clippers out of the West if they got him playing fleet. Yeah, and and that's the thing about deadlines is like you see rumors circulate mm-hmm. all the time, and yeah. and it's it's just it's hard to to pick up guys like that. And obviously, yeah. it would have been a great addition, yeah. but you know the Raptors are mm-hmm. kind of they're in no the Raptors like, trying to win. Yeah, yeah, the Raptors are trying to win, and that's what a lot of people. Uh, you know, they didn't really realize because OG Ananobi was out there. Fred Van Fleet was out there as talk. And yeah. the Raptors decided, no, we're going to win. We're going to go get Jakob Pertl. And Jakob Pertl somehow is going to drop 30 and 15 in his first game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. But, um, and, and they're the 10 seeds. So they're, they're, they're the last team yeah. right now 
um, in mm-hmm. that play in. And so, yeah, you know, I'm looking at teams above them right now and, and the nine seed is the wizards. Right. And, and you yeah. can, you can see the Raptors jumping them and, but yeah. no, the, the Raptors, I think they'll definitely be in the play in and they'll definitely be a team. You don't really want to see a lot of the guys have deteriorated a little bit there, mm. but, um, like they're gonna, they're young. Yeah, and they'll, they got, they got, they'll figure it out. They, and they got great. Coach, yeah, and they, so. you know, they still have Pascal. They have Scotty Barnes, who hasn't yeah. been playing as good as mm-hmm. people had hoped. But Siakam's been playing great yeah. this year. He's been very yeah. good. Yeah, and then um, Van Vliet, like you said, is, is yeah. you know, just mm-hmm. a great player. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's get to the last team that we want to talk about. I want to talk about the Nuggets. Um, the Nuggets are currently sitting as the one seed in the West, and Dude, I love them. I love them. Yeah, They're you're going a big Nuggets guy. <laughs> I'm a big Nuggets guy. I'm a big Nikola Jokic guy. But um, they did some they did some good stuff. I was excited with some of the stuff they did. They got Thomas Bryant from the Lakers for uh, Devon Reed and some seconds, which I thought was a good trade. I really did. Um, Thomas Bryant adds that backup piece for Jokic in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And – you know, he adds more offense. Like, you lose Bones Highland, and if you're the Nuggets, you have one of the worst bench offenses. Like, when Nikola Jokic comes off the floor, their net rating goes from one of the top in the NBA to all the way to the bottom. It's at, yeah. like, 30th or something crazy. It's it's actually ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know you need to add more depth. So, once they got Bones Highland out the door, who was most of their offense, credit to him, but um, once they got him out the door, it was like, okay, we need to bring in guys that can get get us some buckets, get us some our guys some rest. So they went and got Thomas Bryant, which was unbelievable. And then they knew that the Hornets were going to buy out um, Reggie Jackson, and they picked up Reggie Jackson, which I thought was unbelievable. And Reggie Jackson is a clear upgrade from Bones, Bones Highland. And if the Clippers knew he was going to go to the Nuggets – they probably would have just put him in that trade and gotten way more value out of the trade, you know. So, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if I'm I'm the Nuggets, I feel really good about what I did at this um at this deadline, and they're looking good. Yeah, they're looking and good. and they didn't they didn't need to do much, and and they went out and no. they and like you said, they got Bryant, who watching Lakers games, um, he's dynamic. He's he's not like an X factor on offense, but coming off the bench when Jokic is not on the floor, you know, you have someone who can, who can score the ball. He, he's, he's a great offensive rebounder. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously Reggie Jackson, you know, he's, he's another veteran who's been around for a while and, and can handle the ball. Um, and another, like he's become a little more unselfish over the years. You know, you saw yeah. when he was in Detroit, yeah. he, he kind of wanted to, to score more and and now he knows he's kind of like he's on the nuggets where when you're playing with guys like Jamal Murray and Jokic who are your two main scorers on on offense that you know he's just there to to kind of keep the glue together on from that bench yeah. perspective yeah. yeah so no he he definitely matured a little bit yeah. in LA yeah. which is yeah. you know like he's much better than the days we've seen him in Detroit Detroit he had a he was huge, huge part of that team. And now, like, you know, now he's just a bench player that can really help you. Like, he had he had games in those playoffs. Um, 
I think it was the bubble playoffs where he was awesome. Yeah. And he had games last year that where he was he was just flat out amazing. You know? I really like Reggie Jackson. I think if he's your backup, you love yeah. it. Absolutely love it. And especially with Jamal Murray, he's he's playing a lot better, but he's still dealing with an injury. Yeah. Still is. Yep. You know? So it's if he needs to sit, then you throw in Reggie Jackson and you're like, Oh, I'm chilling. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, you know, it's I, I really like him a lot now, ever since he left yeah, Detroit. and which is really sad as a Pistons fan. It but, is sad. It is sad. But, but um, we, we just needed him to do so much on that team. Yeah, and, and that just slipped him. Right. So, yeah. Uh, this is a much better role for him. And uh, I think the Nuggets are going to be really interesting. Yeah. All right. Those are the teams we wanted to discuss. But I want to end off on a good note. Let's do some predictions, Okay. Trade deadline just happened. We're halfway through. And I started this podcast, and you guys didn't even hear my predictions. So I really want to do midseason predictions right now. And right now I'm 1-0 in predictions. Chiefs preseason, <laughs> which is awesome. I'll take that. I'll take that 100%. So this is a lot of pressure here. i got to stay undefeated, but that's okay. All right, let's do it. Um, Drew, what do you think? What do you think? What do you got? Um, in terms of like playoffs and, and playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So give me, give me your NBA finals. Oh, that's a tough one. Cause I you know. look at the NBA e- finals and then who wins? You look at the East, it's Celtics bucks. In my opinion, those are the two teams. Yeah. Right? I agree. And, and I think, I think I'm going to have to go with the bucks just because, okay. um, okay. Giannis who unfortunately got hurt right before the all-star break, but. Um, Drew yeah. Holiday is great. I love Drew Holiday. One yeah. of my favorite players on that team. Um, and mm-hmm. then from the West, uh, the the trade deadline just shook it up so much. I I know. Yeah. I know. The West is so much fun now. Like, I wasn't sure. Like, the West, like, you don't know. And now with the Kevin Durant thing, like, yeah. now it's crazy. Yeah. You know. I, I've never been a fan of the Nuggets. And I think mm-hmm. they need one or two more years. So I'm gonna go with the Suns. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with okay. the Suns. That's my matchup. And then okay. and then winning. So you got you got a rematch of two years ago. Yes. Suns Bucks. Yep. And All right. Who you got? Who do you got? Ooh. Suns Bucks. You know what? This, that would be a fun yeah, series. It would That'd be. A really it would be. Series. And you know what? I'm gonna go with the Suns just because I think Katie Suns. gets healthy. Okay. I think they have like four it. stars on the team. I don't think I like it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You? Wow. I like that. I like that. Oh man. All right, I think. See, I like your Celtics Bucks, but there's another team in the East that I love, and it's the Cavs. Ooh. I really love the Cavs wow. a lot. I love Donovan Mitchell. They they're currently ranked second in net rating, and these guys are awesome. There's one hole there, and that's um, Isaac Okoro, and but I like him a lot more than other people do i think he's i think he's good enough to like stand tall so i actually i'm not sure i think i think i'm gonna put the calves in my nba wow that's That's a that's a bold prediction calves in my nba finals out of the east um they're gonna be playing the bucks in the conference finals um and the calves are gonna beat the celtics and then beat the Bucks. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's and you know that, what? I got that out of the East. And then the West. 
I think it's going to be Nuggets Suns. I do. Um, it's going to be hard to see anybody else. And like some people are like now, oh, the Lakers are back. No, they're not. No. They're not. They're going to lose first round. Sorry, guys. They are. Um, I think they're going to make the playoffs. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm I don't know about first round. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. And they'll make it a series in the first yeah. round. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like LeBron's not going to sit there and go, oh, I'm going to get swept. No, no, no It's going to no. be like six or seven yeah. games. It's going to be hard for whoever has to play mm-hmm. I could, dude, Suns, Suns, Lakers first round. Ooh. Imagine. Yeah. That'd be insane. That would be crazy. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's. Yeah, so yeah. let's see. Nuggets, Suns. Ooh, that's a tough one. You're a big Nuggets guy. I though. know. That's really tough. That's really tough. <sighs> I think I'd have to go Suns. Um, okay. I just would. Um, I love Jokic, but DeAndre Aiden's had some success on him in the past, and it's Kevin Durant. Yeah, and, and not only Kevin Durant, but Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Yeah. those are yeah. That's four guys in that lineup. That, crazy. Yeah. It's so, crazy. It, it's just hard to not pick them out of the West, you know? Yeah. Um, gosh. Cavs? Oh, my God. Suns, Cavs. Yeah. Wow, and you know what? That's yeah, I, and I have the Suns there. Yeah, I got the Suns. Yeah, so I I got the Suns. I'm not I'm not too confident in that pick. I really am not because uh, I feel like it'd be more difficult if it was the um, Bucks or the Celtics, just because I feel like that's a better matchup, mm-hmm. just because of wing. But you like the wing Cavs. depth. And stuff. But uh, dude, the Cavs. Man. They're good. Yeah, like, they are. They are. Like, it's it's just tough to stop them, you know? And they have different ways that they can hit you. And their bigs are just so talented. Yeah. So talented. Jared Allen's been huge. I feel like they're a really good matchup for the Celtics. Like, I could see them being the Celtics. And, you know, it's kind of a hot take to have them over the Bucks. I 100% agree mm-hmm. with that and have them in the finals. But, I mean... If I got Cavs Celtics, I think that's a crazy series. Yeah, I really do. I do too. I just think it's good. Yeah, good match. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a hot take, and and you never know what yeah. to expect sometimes out of the NBA because we've seen it time and time again. You know, know. we you know the you know, Suns, the Suns two years ago, no one would have imagined them in the finals. No, so no, and the thing with the Suns is there's so many holes there too. You know, yeah. like a lot of these teams, they just have some, like, if we look at the bubble, the Lakers didn't have many holes at all, yeah. you know, or if you look at the 2021 season with the Bucks, the Bucks didn't have too many holes on that team, you know, and there was just injuries all over the place and there was some crazy stuff that happened. But like, if you look at the Bucks as a team, they didn't have many holes yeah. at all. So you could say that it was injury riddled and blah, blah, blah. It, it really wasn't when you come down to right. it. You know? Like, the Bucks were probably the best team that year. And, and then if you look at last year, like, you know, the Warriors, they didn't have many holes either. Yeah. You know? But, like, this year, now you're seeing it. There's a lot of teams with holes. And if you want to be safe, you could bet, like, Bucks or Celtics. But, like, mm-hmm. you know... How are they going to match up with like the Cavs? Yeah, or, you know, like East is stacked. Yeah. East is really East stacked, is... and then there's Philly too. There's yeah. Philly. Yeah, people like, forget about we didn't Philly. Talk about yeah, like Philly's tough. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah, like it's going to be crazy. I think it's... if I had, if I was a betting man out of the East, 
I'd have to either go with Philly or the Caps. Wow. I would. Wow. I I'm gonna um, I'd stick with the really interesting. I'd stick with I love Embiid. Um, you know that I I'm a big yeah, Embiid guy. Good. And he's really good. I just think like looking at the Celtics, you know, you obviously you have Tatum and Brown, but Williams mm-hmm. has been playing really good. Yeah. And then yeah, you know, Brogdon has been playing really good. And Brogdon's unbelievable. Yeah. I love that. And Derek White's been playing really good. And and then you look at the Bucks. Depend- and Smart's been out for a while, and they've been great. Yeah, and, and Smart's a great you know piece of that team too. Yeah. And then you look at the Bucks. I just like depending on where where Giannis sits after you know this. I think he injured his wrist. I don't know the severity of it. Um, yeah, I I haven't heard too much on yeah. it, so I'm thinking it's like not too yeah. bad. So you know, yeah. but but I'm a big Drew Holiday fan. I love Drew Holiday. Um, I love Drew Holiday and then, too. And that'll really depend on Chris Middleton's health too, but they've rolled out, I think it was like 12, 13 wins in a yeah. row. Some crazy, yeah. you know, like they're going off right yeah. now. So like, there's just so many teams in the East to me that are crazy. Yeah. And then you have to put them up against either Kevin Durant and a crazy Suns team or a guy that's going to win three straight MVPs. Mm-hmm. You know, probably. Uh, yeah, it's it's up in the air because yeah, I, yeah. you know, Embiid's in that. Kind of, I don't know but, if it's up in the air right now. Everybody's on the Jokic yeah, train, and um, I don't know if I am as much this year. Like he's been nuts this year, but watching him play against Embiid that really yeah. like put my opinion down on him a little. Yeah, bit. well, more, more than others. Yeah, so, but he's still been up. Yeah, and then and then similar yeah. to the Sixers, another team. Um, that's in the West right now, the Kings. Like, what do you think? Yeah, the Kings, they're interesting. Yeah. You know, like, it's hard to – I feel like if you're a lower seed in the West, you want to play the Kings just because they're weaker, mm-hmm. like, they're, they don't have a star. But, like, they're still really yeah. good. Yeah. You know? Like, it's going to be tough to, tough to play. The- and then the Pelicans could shock people and just turn out to be amazing. Zion's back, yeah. you know? There's just so many – so many different things that can happen, yeah. which is why I think the NBA this year might be the hardest to predict. Yeah, I agree. And I wanted to be different. Yeah. You know, you got to put the Cavs. Well, Cavs, I think the Cavs are really yeah. good. I really do. I think they're really good. I love J.B. Bickerstaff. I love that team. Yeah. I really do. And Donovan Mitchell's been terrific this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and, and seasons like this are like, you know, you look back the last, you know, even decade. You got LeBron has been dominating the league, and then you saw yeah. the Warriors dominate the league. Like, it was predictable. It was Warriors-Cavs for four straight yeah. years. And it was like, four straight it, years. you know, and that's that's a story in itself. But now you're at a point where it's like, yeah. those guys are getting older. The Lakers, There's so much parity now. Yeah, so and, much and the young guys are oh. kind of taking over now. Like, you know, we've yeah. seen Tatum in the yeah. league. You know, I don't yeah, think the Hawks are going to We didn't even talk about the Mavs. Do the Mavs have a chance? Like, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know, yeah, you know. Right. We don't, and and that's we don't. that's just kind of the fun part of of watching games now. Is you see matchups, I know. And it used to be one of those things. It's like okay, now I'm seeing like a even like a Mavs versus Kings matchup, and it's like you wake up the next day and it's like wow, the Kings could win, you know? Yeah, and, and it's like yeah. that's the story of of both conferences. You know, you've seen. Yeah. People are talking about right now, like Kevin Durant to the Suns, Kyrie to the Mavs. The West is loaded, just like it's always been, right? But 
the east is in my opinion right like right there you know the, I know. the depth I in know. the east you know you have the pistons are our way bottom we're pistons fans but that's <laughs> that but like the the top eight, yeah, the, the top eight the top 10 teams in both conferences you put any of them yeah. up against each other and it's like you know who knows it's interesting right it's interesting so, it's crazy it's gonna be really fun i'm so excited yeah and it's getting close it's getting close yeah, we're at the all-star we break like yeah yeah we got like two months we're gonna have March Madness coming oh, up. Oh yeah! And right after that, we roll with NBA. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm really excited. This is this is. The... All right. Well, thank you so much. Drew, yeah, of for course. joining yeah. us. Yeah, anytime. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it, man. It's good talk. Um, yeah. Let's hope your Boilermakers keep yeah. doing well. Boiler up. But <laughs> Boiler <we> up. Hope. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, yep. Drew. And we'll see you guys later. Yes.